Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at blazingcariboustudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> <laughs>
but she's she's kind of shy about publishing everything that she writes. Mm-hmm. So I I think maybe that, that as far as my my genes are concerned, maybe that's where it came from. As a, a child, you know, I had a lot of I wrote a lot of stuff down. You know, yeah. sure, I don't know I don't know if all kids do that, but I, I guess <laughs> I did. But uh, I don't maybe I was a little bit weird. But um, at one point in my life, I just I threw everything away. I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. And all that kind of I got married. I got married to Abby. That was a few years ago. For our first anniversary, I wrote her a poem for, mm-hmm. for our anniversary. So that's kind of how I got back into it because I hadn't I hadn't written anything for quite a while. Then I just started writing this, writing that, writing down ideas. Eventually, I stumbled on this um, idea for wildly inappropriate stories for children. It's very nice. I, I I don't think you were weird being younger and, and writing stuff down. I. I I feel like I also wrote stuff down. I, I don't know if every kid goes through kind of a stage of wanting to create their own stories and let their imagination run. I, it didn't stick with me, and I would be too embarrassed to even <laughs> to even share the uh, stuff that I wrote down when I was younger. When I was younger, I, I wrote a lot of, I think it was more dark poetry, and mm-hmm. you know there was also fun stuff and everything like that. But you know, you're, I think as a teenager, and when you're younger, you have a lot of emotional feelings and I think that's kind of an outlet for them. I'd encourage really any child to you know, keep a journal or you know write something down. Yeah, you know, even if you don't keep it or anything like that, I think it's a good emotional outlet. Yeah. Yes, I I completely agree with that. And you mentioned um, wildly inappropriate stories for children. So this is a series that you are starting. Yeah, this is a series of short stories. Um, I don't know. It's going to be kind of like you remember Aesop's Fables or something like that when you're a kid. They have a mm-hmm. a collection of these short stories and. Uh, this is that's kind of what is, what I've got in mind, but uh, all of these uh, wildly inappropriate stories for children are going to be kind of along the same same theme. They'll they'll be fun, kind of lighthearted. They typically, we'll have a lesson at the end, and mostly rhyme, not necessarily rhyming, but, but some some of them do. But they're mm-hmm. all they're all fairly short stories designed to be fun. And, so the the first one is out now. Vlad and the Vast Beach. Yeah, so Light of the Vast Beach, it is out now. It's only on it's only an ebook right now, but mm-hmm. I'm working on getting it in paperback and eventually it's going to be an audible as well. If you want to if you want to take a look right now, you can get it for free on Kindle Unlimited. I think I think the series started when I was visiting my daughter and my sister up in Maine. I, we go there once or twice a year and, and visit them and I tend to be I try to keep my daughter's attention, you know. I like to be funny around her and Mm-hmm. keep her attention and everything i think she's more annoyed with it she was even when she was younger but, and and now she's she's 26 27 years old now i still think she finds it annoying but but i don't know you as a father i mean you know you, with your daughter yeah. you, try to, you try to keep her attention and, and, and try to keep her happy and all that kind of thing i think it's funny too because despite how annoying i think she she finds it she has a very she's very much like me in her personality and everything like that. She has a very vivid imagination. I think it's funny because when she was little, I don't know, probably six, seven, eight years old, something like that, I would send her to the to the mailbox to mm. get the mail. And mm-hmm. it was not necessarily that I wanted her to do anything. You know, I could go get the mail myself, but I would I always loved it because she would go around narrating her life. So she'd be back in her bedroom and I was like, Hey Becky, go get the mail. Okay, Dad. And you would hear her coming in, uh, out of her bedroom and walking down the hallway, and she was, and a young girl walked down the long hallway, <laughs> and she turned the corner to the right and opened the door and in the morning sun, and you could see her. She'll shut the front door, and you could see her talking the entire way to the mailbox, mm-hmm. walking down the walking down the driveway, 
she'll open the mailbox and then then she starts going through the mail as if she knows what it is you know she's a little girl you know, looking, looking through the bills checking to see if she has anything but she she still does that i think it's very funny because uh, i was up i was up there uh, just a few months ago and we were uh, in the car and she was following following behind and she's still you, you i could see her she's talking to herself and <laughs> I think that's that's adorable. First of all, yeah. And I think that's just a. I think that's a characteristic of people that have kind of a vivid imagination, keeping themselves entertained and things like that. Now, I didn't talk out loud, and I, I don't. I don't talk out loud to myself, but I do have a running dialogue on several levels continually. Just you know, thinking things to yourself. And I've learned as I've gotten older to not voice that as much, so I've gotten better at it. I suppose it's funny, you know that. that... She still continues that uh, trait of, of talking as, as she's going on through life. Um, I, I feel like maybe not all of us do that in a way, but <laughs> internally we speak to ourselves kind of each step through that we go through uh, each day. So going through the process um, with writing your first story, what were some of the biggest challenges that, that stood out to you? Maybe stuff that you didn't see uh, or expect. Well, the first story was actually quite easy. I was, uh, my wife and I had taken a, a vacation to Europe. We were in Europe for about a month. Eventually, we ended up in Croatia, got on the plane, and you know, it was kind of a boring flight from Croatia back to, to Ireland. So I started writing on my, my tablet. I was sitting beside a little girl. Her name was uh, Eilish. She's about 11 years old, something like that. So I was I started writing a story, and she was looking over my shoulder, you know, just trying to uh, see what was going on. I think that that kind of helped. That that story really flowed. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's not not all of them do that necessarily, but that one, Vlad and the Vast Beach, actually did flow pretty well. And uh, uh, the inspiration for that and, and why it flowed so well, I think, was had a lot of relatable things. I uh, I started learning Russian, the Russian language, about ten eleven years ago, something like that. And I would go about three times a year to uh, Brooklyn, New York. We we go to restaurants and stuff like that. I don't know if you know anything about Brighton Beach area, but in Brighton Beach, it's like little Moscow. It's, it's like Chinatown for Russians. So mm-hmm. all the signs are in Russian, all the restaurants, all the stores, everything is Russian. All the people are Russian. Everything's Russian. You go out to the to the beach. There's an actual Brighton Beach. It's a it's a wide beach. They have a boardwalk and they have um, you know little little shops where you can get ice cream and it's right um, right above Coney Island. York. So it's a really popular, popular place. And there's a lot of Russian speaking people there. So that's kind of a, uh, an inspiration for that. And also from my travels in uh, Eastern Europe, we go to uh, towns and they have like city centers and things like that. So I, I had those types of things in mind when I was writing it. So it, it flowed pretty, pretty easily for me when I was, I was writing this, writing the story. I think as far as, as challenges, things that, that have been difficult, this this particular story wasn't, but I've, a lot of the other ones that I'm writing, I do have trouble with. Um, like at the, at the end, at the end of the story, I try to put some type of lesson, whether it's a funny quip or a serious lesson. It's most, you know, mostly one or the other. Trying to figure out something that's going to relate to the story is kind of hard. I I try to make them rhyme, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't force the rhyme, but if it if it fits, it it's very it's very nice if it does. I think. It, people's attention a little bit more it makes it more fun more interesting to do that so i always can't think of a rhyme sometimes it takes me a few days or a few weeks or sometimes longer i've got a bunch of them to their table that i just can't figure out 
where I'm going to go with it or, mm-hmm. or something like that. So that's that's always a challenging challenging situation. Even whether I want to rhyme or sometimes I just determine that I don't need it. And most of all, is it is it going to be fun? Is it going to be interesting? Yeah. Are people going to really want to read it? Do I want to read it? Those are those are some challenges that I face. I don't know. I, I think it takes a uh, special individual with with a, a special kind of talent to be able to to put their words in their head down down on paper and then uh, be able to translate it into a way that that is interesting to other people. By the sounds of it, it especially for it to be appealing to kids, I, I feel like you're hitting all the the nails right on the head um, with this series. So, what is one piece of advice that you would give? to to someone that might be starting to write their own stories that want to write their own stories or that just are, are kind of tinkering around the idea? I think the best thing that I could say is that just keep writing. You know, statistically, this is, maybe this is not very good encouragement, but statistically, if you keep writing, eventually you're going to come up with something pretty good. Mm-hmm. So um, I think... That's that's probably the best advice I can give. Also, being organized about it. I when I was younger, I wrote you know it was before the they had computers and all that kind of thing that were popular. Um, I had notebooks of, of things that I'd written down and things like that. So keeping them in a notebook. Nowadays, they have they have apps that you can you know for for writing and, and different things like that that are that are beneficial. I, I personally like using Google Docs. Mm-hmm. So excellent app. Yeah, it's 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 very. Very beneficial. So even if I use another another application or something for writing, I just transfer it over there, import it to Google Docs, and then then it helps it helps you be able to work with your copy editor, you know, whoever else you might be working with in order to get the story. So eventually, I'd like to see. You know, this is this is the first edition of of Vlad and the Vast Beach. I I hope to have future editions where I'm going to see if I can hire a an illustrator or you know, someone like that for you know make it more of a picture book type thing. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a lot more entertaining. Now, it's it's fun. It's a fun read, is it? But it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's great literature or anything like that. It's just a fun read. Eventually, it's going to be a little more interesting with the with the illustrations and stuff like that. We just have to get that worked out. So, how how does that pro- process work? I mean, as far as writing down your your thoughts and then turning it into um, turning it into a book, are you solely doing? <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> are you solely doing the the writing, and then are you, I guess, would it be called proofreading everything, and then publishing it all yourself, or do you have other people that are able to help you out with that as well? To do a uh, ebook, you have to have some type of cover art. So I had to do the cover art, and then of course there's a lot of formatting and stuff like that that's involved with it. Mm-hmm. So I did that myself. But as far as the actual publication is concerned, uh, in you know paperback, my wife is a is a copy editor. She's she's doing that kind of stuff for me. Okay, helping out. We've been going back and forth with different ideas about how it's you know proper punctuation, proper phrasing, proper ways that it's going to be laid out on the page. I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it than than a person would think. It's not just write something down and you get it published. Uh, you got to you got to consider how it's going to show up on the page. You know, how many pages is it going to be? What font are you going to use? Uh, how is the how are the lines going to break? A lot of things you don't really consider when you're putting a book, a book together, just you know, just with the actual writing of the story. So getting a good editor is, is really good. Even even if you do like an ebook or something like that, where you know how the how the title page shows up, you know, 
the line breaks within, you know, so you have a Kindle or something like that, and you're flipping through the pages, you don't want it to break a mid-sentence, for instance. It just, I don't know, it just ruins the flow of the flow of the story. A lot of things like that are are more of a challenge. So yeah. we've we've been working we've been working with um, Google Docs and formatting and things like that with some of the, few, the stories that are going to be released in the near future. One of them, which is Sticky Fingers from Jam, it's a story mm. about a little boy that wakes up early in the morning and goes downstairs and starts eating jam out of the refrigerator with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, sticks up, it's sticky stuff all over the whole house. Well, I'm working. We're working on that one currently, and just to get that story has in a proper format has taken many, many hours of work. You know, even after after the writing's done, everything's completed, we've got everything set up and ready to go. It has to be revised and revised and revised and revised. And using the Google Docs is a really good tool for that because you'll go through and she'll write comments, and then I'll have to say, hey, do I want to do this or don't, don't I want to do this? Do I agree with what she's recommended? You know, are we really going to go that way? It does. It takes a lot of work. Yeah, that sounds like a, a huge process. And and so leading up to the actual, I guess, leading up to the the minute that you are about to click the publish button on Amazon, is is, is that how it works? Or, or... It's currently available on Amazon. So um, go to www.amazon.com and authors slash Will Blaine. That'll take you to my authors page and it'll have mm-hmm. all of my books listed under there. So, so how, how how do you personally feel that minute before you know that it's getting published on Amazon? I mean, you've got to feel almost kind of like you're sending your kid off to to school for the first time, or 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 just some I don't know. I would be completely just nervous and yeah. excited at the same time. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited, but there's a little bit of a redeeming factor when you publish a book. You could go by editions. So this is the first edition of the book, and Say I've messed something up terribly and something's gone wrong, you can you can always put a second edition or a third edition, however many editions there is. There's a lot of books have sometimes even dozens of editions. There's a little bit of a redeeming factor there, but I you know I want it to get, be right the first time. So it is it is very exciting, kind of intense. I don't know. I'm 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 not expecting great things out of, out of this necessarily. I I mean I'm not on Oprah's book club or anything like that. So it's it's a, it's a small project and. If it takes off, that's fine. If it doesn't, that's fine too. But I, I really hope that people really enjoy it and just take it for what it is. And it's a fun little story that I hope that their children and their children's children are able to read for for generations. Awesome. Uh, well, well, I appreciate you taking your time to come on here. And um, again, you mentioned earlier uh, the book can be found on Amazon. Uh, is there anywhere else that, that people can find your content or any way that they can connect with you? Yeah, so I opened a uh, Instagram page. It's uh, Curious Mind of at Instagram, so you can look at me there. I'm going to try to uh, list all of my engagements. I'll, I'll see if I can put this one up there uh, whenever it's released. Direct everybody to it. It's. I also am working on a web page, so once I get that going, it's going to have my content there as well. I'm hoping to do. A little more of a podcast tour. I've got a, have another podcast that I'm on this afternoon, a little bit later. You know, I'm just trying to trying to get the word out there and, and get people involved. Try to take a look at the story. Awesome. It, uh, and it, it cut out right when you said your Instagram page. Can you say it one more time? Yeah, it's Curious Mind of Will at Instagram, and that's also on Gmail. Curious Mind of Will. At if you want to, if you have some feedback or anything like that, you read the story. You, think is terrible you think is great send me send me a note and, 
see what we can do. Thank you. Thank you again. And hopefully we can talk again soon in the future. Yeah, we'll see what happens. The uh, audio cut out there, right, as Will has given us his email address. That is the curious mind of Will at gmail.com. And go pick up his book today on Amazon. Um, give him the support that he deserves. I tell you, uh, by the sounds of it, throughout our interview, he has poured out his heart and has devoted a lot of time into this project of his. So, Will, thank you again for uh, joining me on Parent Quest, and I look forward to having you back again uh, in the future uh, to chat about uh, upcoming projects that you may have. Now, you listeners, could do me a huge favor. Head on over to Twitter at ParentQuestPod and uh, give me a follow. And make sure that if, if you are listening to this on iTunes, uh, give it a five-star review and hit that subscribe button. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. I know I've been kind of lacking on releasing content the last uh, couple months. Been real busy, but you uh, are still listening and that makes me extremely happy. So I will continue to book guests and get them on here so um, we can discuss what it is to be a parent create content, um, watch our kids uh, grow up in a world where it's cool to be considered a nerd and do nerdy things. With that said, I hope you all have a lovely, lovely week, and I can confidently say that this quest has been completed. <laughs>